Hello, this is Sophie Dawson from SophieDawson.com and this is episode 256 of the Sophie Art Podcast, which is a little podcast to do about the art and things with me co-host little Dennis. <laughs> and little Dennis is with us today and he's really excited because it's time for another article. An article, an ickle article. And what I do on these is I go through various art books and magazines and I go through some of my favourite articles and i just talk about some of the things i've learned so this one is from issue number 20 of the character design quarterly magazine and it's called it's an article called fruit with feelings by the artist joanna forster and one of the main things i got from this article was lines are a language well what i i made this little quote up i thought lines are a language you need to learn the language but first you need to learn what you want to say yeah so that's what this is about but really this article here for me it's all about emotion and how everything has an emotion so even like the simple little lines have got emotions so little dennis is going to get us into this one so we've had our kitty kisses (laughs) little dennis is playing with kitties titties so they're going to go in their house and play whilst we get into this article. And it's quite a good word play, actually, because the word play is sort of in this, sort of running through this article. I've noticed that a lot with artists creating characters is it's all about playing. I feel like the playing is a really important part of creating characters. But if you watch, so you can watch this podcast as a video if you want on YouTube at youtube.com slash Sophie Lawson. And what I do is I put the camera above above the desk so you can see the article, you can see all the characters and things. But I always say it's not really, I always try to make it not important to see the visuals. But this is an article from issue number 20 of Character Design Quarterly magazine, which has got a beautiful cover. I love the cover on this one and I'll put a link in the show notes and think for a video I did of this of this um, magazine character design quarterly issue 20 but we're going straight into the article fruit with feelings by the artist Joanna Foster now you can find Joanna Foster Foster <laughs> on their website joannaforster.com it's j o h a n a-F-O-R-S-T-E-R dot com. And what what I noticed was her characters, they are just bursting with, well, fun and playfulness. But they're all like using pastely shades. So there's, it's very much like, um, it's like you've stepped into a sort of magical world with these characters. And she has got some of her fruits on there as well. Some of the fruits that are in this article. Because what she's done is she's created little characters out of fruit. (laughs) So before we get into it, what I've done is I've took some notes. And what I'm going to say, so the intro, the first thing I've noticed about this article is it's all about expressive yet minimalistic characters it's all about breaking down complex things into simple shapes and lines and also the other thing 
the other thing was emotions. I'm just messing around with the thing there. The the emotions for me, this is all about emotion. And the main thing I got out of it was how lines have got emotions. So really, what I've noticed with spiritual stuff is that like the fabric of the universe seems to be emotions, and it seems to me like the the fabric of characters or drawing is emotion because everything every drawing is made up out out of shapes and shapes are made out of lines and lines are emotions so i'm thinking to myself is it possible that the reason art is so amazing is because what it's doing is it's actually it's like capturing emotion that's what i'm thinking but what i love the most about this article is the way it's set out so it's set out into eight main sections. But what it, what they've done is, Joanna, what she's done is, she's basically created two little characters. So you've got like two mushrooms, for instance. And one is a certain type of emotion. And the other mushroom is the complete opposite. And so she's she's talking about how you can get, how you can get those emotions into your drawings. But what I also love is, she breaks that down into two parts as well. So you get like the sketching bit, very simple sketchy bit, and then a bit more the same characters, but with more detailed, like a line drawing. And she's done that for three sets of two characters, which is brilliant. And then right at the end, we get a little tip, and she talks about how you can use these same principles of creating these fruits with humans is brilliant so what i'll do i'll just read the intro so she says my most popular characters are probably my grunlings cute anima prick <laughs> i can't say that word anna anna anthropomorphic fruit and vegetable characters they are spirits of nature and a great help in the garden if you befriend them I mean, I'll cause that little bit there. Even the words she's using is emotional. Like she's saying, they are spirits of nature if you befriend them. So she's actually looking at these characters as like little friends. And then she says, to create your own expressive yet minimalistic characters like these, you need to break down the body language of an emotion to its essential components. When working on the initial sketch... Imagine the character's body parts as being soft and flexible beans. And this reminds me of Stan Prokopenko and also Jake Parker at SVS Learn. But mainly Stan Prokopenko because he's always talking about the beans. Basically, everything everything can be drawn from a bean. That's what, that's what they were saying. And then she we said, yeah, depending on the tension of a pose... You will lean in specific directions. By by looking at some emo- opposite emotions, we can see how playing with body parts can lead to strikingly different results. I'll sketch out six characters with different characteristics and then refine the designs into lo- line drawings. So firstly, I love her characters. They are just... They are huggable, actually. Yeah, if I had to describe them, I would say they are... They're huggable. Like, if I saw these little characters in the garden, 
I wouldn't want to eat them. <laughs> I would want to be friends with them. And they feel like squidgy and happy. That's what I'm thinking. But they are simple as well. So they're very simple, but they are oozing with emotions. That's what I'm thinking. So the first... The, well, in me notes, what did I put? In, in the first... Yeah, I've said, look, playful. She's using words like playful. Ah, uh, this is the first... Right throughout this article, we've got, like, emotions in in the the language that she's using and it's quite important it's quite interesting as well because what i come away from this article was realizing that lines are a language with an emotion so you've got like the language of words and lines so for me like the words are the language of words are like knowledge the language of lines is like emotions but you can also get emotions from words. You can also get knowledge from drawings as well. So they're both the same. But I feel like like words are more intellectual, I suppose, and lines are more feeling based. So let's get into this first one. We've got two little sections for this one. We've got two mushrooms and one of them is confident. And the other one is, well, she's put a serious pose. So you've got a playful pose and a serious pose. Yeah. And what I've noticed, just looking at this right now, the playful one has got its eyes shut. The serious one has got its eyes open. So there's like more detail in the eyes of the serious one as well. But what, what I put in my notes was... She's using words like playful, like throwing their arms around. <laughs> when she's talking about the the playful character, she's saying, she says about the, the character, for a playful pose, push the character's chest forward confidently and throw their arms and legs in different directions. I love the way she said throw the arms around because in my head that creates like an illusion or like a, a visual of, of her sitting there sort of just, really playfully throwing his arms around so it's almost like she's capturing the emotion of the character in the words she's using to describe how she's doing it and i can imagine she's sort of playing she's enjoying creating this character that's what i'm thinking that's what i'm feeling and i've also well what i put here was you need to know what emotion you want yeah so this is when I started to realise that these lines are an emotion, but before you start putting your lines down, you've got to know what emotion you want. And then the other character, a serious one, says the body language should be, well, the body language should be very open. So that's the playful one. For the serious one, she says, in contrast, a serious pose will need a straighter design with body parts stiff and directed towards the centre of the body. Now this one reminds me of the char a character from the last article I did where they said about it's all about movement and they said like static poses are boring basically. But what I've noticed with this one is it might be static but it's actually slightly tilted. So it's still got like a bit of it's still got a bit of energy in it. Even though it's a 
you could say a boring pose, there's still energy in it, which is quite interesting. <laughs> also, he's got his arms crossed, and it, it just looks funny to me. Like, it really, it looks cool, it does. And they've also got these massive mushroom heads, which are, I like the mushrooms, I do. So I enjoyed that bit, but that was actually based on these little sketches. Yeah, I kept doing that when I was reading it as well. I, I See, that's another thing, you see. I tend to go straight towards the detail. When I'm creating my characters, I go straight towards the detail. And even going through this article, I found myself almost disregarding the sketching bit and going straight to the finished drawings. Which that is a... I would say that is a... That's a that's a habit I've got to relearn. So in a weird way, I think a good way to go through this article would be to cover up the detailed ones. I might do that on the next page. But these little sketching things, we've got these beans. So you've got like a really long bean, and then a a more fat sort of um, twisting bean. But like I said. Even the straight bean is still slightly tilted. And what's also um, what's also amazing to me is these simple little bean shapes, you can see them in the finished drawing. I think I said this somewhere yeah, in the next part what I what I said one of my notes in the next bit was sort of I realised like how important the sketch is because the sketch is like the foundation. So if the sketch if that little simple bean shape, which takes probably, let's say, a minute, 30 seconds to a minute to create, if that doesn't capture the emotion, the finished drawing isn't going to have the emotion in it. So it's like, it's amazing how, how important these little simple sketches are. And also, what they've done is they've put the, they've put the mo um, gesture lines and the emotion lines on the the movement lines on the sketches so you can you can actually see the lines in the shapes so you're sort of getting three phases of this you get the simple bean shape a little bit more detailed and then the final detailed one so you can actually see how it's like fl moving through but you can see how the the original bean shape is is staying there I always say though, this is why I love the sketches more, because for me, the sketches are the most fun bit. I feel like that's where the artist has the most fun, and so that, for me, I, I find, I see that fun in the sketches. As soon as the detail starts to come in, very often, stuff starts to get stiffer. But I will say, Joanna Forstar, <laughs> she's actually done a really cool job of keeping the keeping the um, energy in these finished drawings this is cool it is so the next one oh we got here we go look cleaning up the fruit and veg <laughs> this is the second bit she what they put is now we have the basic postures we're happy with we can add additional layers of detail for a cleaner line drawing at this stage decide which details from the sketch to keep and further and accentuate the shape of the characters yeah so i noticed that looking at them right here the, the initial bean of the serious character is a lot more straighter it's still got like the, the bend in it 
But what she did was, in the finished drawing, she actually pushed the bend even more. And I'm wondering whether what happened was, when she turned that into the finished drawing, maybe what she thought was, that this is actually going to be a bit too boring. So she sort of put a bit more of a bend into it. So she's keeping the she's keeping the straight serious look, but added a bit of fun to it. What I put in my notes was, yeah, you got to decide what stays and what goes. So again, I start thinking to myself, you got to ask questions again. And this is something else I've noticed in all these articles. There's this constant back and forth between, like just f- like doing the drawing. And then sort of almost like stepping back and critiquing yourself and deciding which direction to go in. So it's like you're constantly going back and forth between just letting the drawing come out and then sort of like guiding it a bit. And that's something I noticed with painting as well. There's like a relationship between you and the paint. It's, It's almost like you are both working together to create the finished painting. And I'm getting that vibe from this as well. The next one's called Shy Strawberry and Brash Blueberry. <laughs> and what we've got is we've got we've got two little characters again, a big one and a little one. And we've got like a little fat round one and a more longer shaped one. So what they put here is a self we've got a self confident one and a shy one. So the self-confident one is, just looking at it, you can see how it's all about one line. There's one line going backwards, which is creating a confident look. And there's one line going the other way, which is creating a shy look. So the other thing about this is, you could actually you could actually use this for yourself. You, I feel like, what, I, feel like I could become more mindful of my body language. And if I'm noticing that I'm sort of leaning forwards maybe I I could say if I lean backwards I'm going to if nothing else create the illusion of being confident and because people react to you the way you come across if they would start react they would start interacting with you more confidently which would actually make you more confident yeah that's quite cool that is so if you change your body posture this is another thing you see Something I keep noticing in these articles as well is the sort of psychologicalness of drawing. It is all about learning body language and stuff like that. But in the notes, what they've put here is they've said, A self-confident body stretches outward, with face and torso pushed forward and open to the world. Hello! (laughs) To show a shy posture... Have your character hide his torso. Hey, why did they put he? They should have put hide their torso. Pulling pulling his arms, head or both inwards towards their centre. See, they look, they used the word he's for that and then they didn't use the word he's there. But so, to show a shy cat posture, have your character hide his torso. <laughs> so what they've done is they put, they put the arm... They put their hands covering his belly. Yeah, I like that. But it's quite interesting because the other character here who was... What was it? This one was a serious pose. This serious pose, he actually had his arms crossed. 
So, and yet he doesn't come across as shy. He comes across as quite assertive. And I would say confident. So it's it's also not about just putting the arms there. It's about like the way the arms are. So what I put in my notes was, yeah, I've put character is all about emotion and emotion is all about body language. So this is when I started to realise like the importance of body language. And again, looking at these, the body language is coming from just simple lines. There's one line, a curve going backwards, which creates confidence. And then the other one going the other direction creates shyness. So, so even body language is really just coming down to one line, like our spine. If we put our spine in one direction or the other, we, we change our body language. It's like, it's amazing how one little thing can actually change everything. And then the next bit, this one's called minimalizing emotions. So we've got our little characters and they've, they've now become more detailed. Again, I love these characters. They're so cool. What I also like is they've captured the emotion in the posture without any facial features. And all the facial features are doing really is just like adding a little, it's almost like the cherry on top, the facial, the facial expressions. It's cool though. It's cool how these simple little bean shapes, you can still see it in the final drawing, even though it's got loads of more detail on it. It's brilliant. In the article they said, for minimalistic facial expressions, experiment with possible options on a separate layer. Start by depicting the facial expression you're after in detail, and then reduce reduce t- detail and remove as many elements as you can while still conveying the desired emotion. So in my notes, what I've put is, less is more. Yeah, and I've put I've put the word experiment. So this reminds me of another article as well. What they, When they said experiment on a separate layer, that is, what I like about that is it allows you to sort of play around, experiment, without risk of ruining anything. So that's going to make you more fearless. But how many times have I sort of been doing a little Sophie on my computer and I've accidentally been on the wrong layer <laughs> and I've ended up sort of changing things and then 20 minutes later I realised I didn't put it on a different layer. That is, that's mad when that happens. And then I've also put here same but different. Yeah. Same but different. I don't know what I meant by that. I don't know whether I meant the two characters... Same but different. I'm not sure. I suppose... No, I don't know. That's what I put in my notes. Yeah. If we turn to the next page, it says loose lime and tense lemon. And again, we've got our little sketches. And we've got one little character who's... It reminds me like Humpty Dumpty with his knees up. And then another one is like lying back. So these two are, these are the emotions of relaxed, what's this one then? Yeah, relaxed and tense. So you've got a relaxed character, a relaxed pose, 
like they're sort of lo- leaning back on a tree or something on a summer's day and then another one more relaxed yeah very much like Humpty Dumpty sitting on a wall he's very tense because he knows he's about to be pushed off yeah so that's that's what the poses are in the article they said despite being very different emotions relaxed and tense poses can be quite similar the difference is in, is in how we choose to draw the lines for the relaxed figure Use flowing, smooth lines. And for the tense character, go with sharper angles and a more defensive position. So the the tense one's got his arms and he... Yeah, everything's like covering him. The other one's very open. But the thing I noticed was, for me, the main the main way they created the, the um, tension was in the... Like the leaf on the top of the character... Because the relaxed one's got a very flowing leaf. Whereas the tense one has got a leaf with a sudden drop. So it's a bit more aggressive. And also like the knees and everything. Everything's just more aggressive really. But I would still say that that isn't... Yeah, for me that one is not as tense as... The relaxed one feels a lot more relaxed... In other words, the relaxed one, I think, has captured the emotion way more than the tense one. But when we look at the next bit, the way they really created the tension in this character was with the facial features. So that's quite interesting. Because in the last one, it felt like the facial features were just a cherry on top. Whereas on this one, I feel like the facial features are actually really capturing the emotion. Yeah, so they put cute fruit. For an extra cute facial expression, try moving your character's mouth close to their eyes and put more weight on the corners of the mouth. Reusing the bean shape from earlier for the eyebrows will also help. So we've got two different characters here. The relaxed one has just got a simple line for the smile, whereas the other one's got a lot more detail in the mouth. So what it does is for me... It actually draws my attention to the mouth. And then I, in that mouth I can feel the um like I can feel the tension in that mouth. Whereas with the other one with the simple line, I'm more sort of looking at the pose of him. And I, I get the feeling of him being relaxed. Whereas the other one, it feels like every, everything's going it's almost like everything is pointing towards the mouth. Like all the lines on the body seem to be pointing towards the mouth. And what I put in my notes was... A little goes... Hey, wait a minute. Subtle. Lines are... I put... Getting confused here. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, well, in the last one, what I put was... Subtle. Lines are powerful. Straight and curve equals emotion. In other words... A straight line is a different emotion to a curvy one. So this is, again, what I've noticed for this article was like one little line has got so much emotion in it. And you you really see it in this one. And then in the next one I've put, a little goes a long way. And it reminded me of realistic portrait drawings. So what they said was, for an extra cute facial expression try moving your character's mouth closer to the eyes so there must be some sort of hidden rule or some sort of rule about if the mouth is closer to the eyes it must create the illusion of 
cute. And it, it reminds me of like anime characters. Bigger eyes are actually are cuter. So if you want a cute character, create bigger eyes. If you want a a more sort of aggressive character, create little eyes. But what what it reminded me of realistic drawings was because they're saying like just moving the mouth up a, up a bit can can completely change the emotion of the character. And it reminded me of when I was doing my realistic pencil drawings. It was amazing how because you're talking like millimeters, just turn, just moving the the eye like to one millimeter to the left completely changed the look of the character or the look of the portrait so it's it's a, it's amazing really how the sketching phase is so about these simple lines like big simple lines and shapes and then towards the end it all goes it goes right in close to like little m- details it's brilliant it's quite cool it is the final the final two bits the next one it says this is like a little tip really it says stay loose it's important to avoid adding detail to your drawing for as long as possible trying out several quick bean poses and facial expressions until you are happy the basic design captures the emotion you're looking for <laughs> i've got like um, internal burps here I feel like I messed that bit, bit up a bit. She says, "Trying out. It's important to avoid adding detail to your drawing for as long as possible. Trying out several quick bean poses and facial expressions until you are happy with the basic design. Until you are happy that the basic design captures the emotion you're looking for. So again, this goes back to that thing. Constantly asking, what emotion do I want? And it's she says." It helps to use a big soft brush for the early iterations and only switch to a hard ink-like brush for the final drawing. What I like about this is I get the impression there that she's got the same thing as me where she has a tendency to start adding details too quickly. So if you've got this big massive brush, you you can't. <laughs> so you're sort of forcing yourself to to go with these big shapes and things. So I like that. That's a, that's a bit like a sort of. That's almost like a sort of a um, like a psychological thing again. It's like you're sort of you're you're overriding your mind, which wants to do details. You're overriding it by taking away its ability by having this big brush. It's, I like that. And what I put in my notes was no need to rush. Because she said it's important to avoid adding detail for as long as possible. Trying out several quick poses until you are happy. In other words, if you've got this little bean shape and you're not happy with it, just keep creating more bean shapes. Because sometimes it does feel like it does feel like sometimes it's a race. How quickly can I get this drawing done? <laughs> but it reminds me of that quote: "When you rush, you delay." Yeah, and I've put a slow equals faster. It is a paradox, but it's true. It's like it's like it's almost like the more time you spend at the start, the more time you're going to save at the end. But you sort of think to yourself, you sort of think to yourself, I've got to get there as quickly as possible.
but you get you get there quick you get there quicker by spending more time at the start it's, it's weird it is and I like I just highlighted the fact that she she used the, the big brush because I felt like that's brilliant so another thing is if if you can't mentally overcome the the mind you've got to physically do something <laughs> to sort of constrain it well, I've put here look yeah I've I've used the word mistakes but I don't think that's the right word but I've put make mistakes when there's less invested in other words stay creating these little bean shapes making mistakes because the last thing you want to do is get to that finished drawing and you make a mistake I do that all the time yeah and I do that because I normally what I normally do is I'll create one little sketch and I'll just go straight to the finished drawing so I haven't really spent enough time working out the character. And another thing I don't do, I very often don't actually understand the emotion I want from the character. So I think that's probably what is, is leading to lots of um, dissatisfaction, I suppose, at the end. Again, these, sim these first things are so important. But I've also put... Make mistakes. So in other words, I'm I'm sort of thinking to myself, you've got to stay creating these bean shapes for as long as possible, but you don't want to stay there forever. <laughs> so at some point, you have got to say, right, I've got to move on now. So again, it's this sort of thing of, because I know for me, if I if I started staying, I I know for me, I could end up staying, creating all these sketchy like little bean shapes, as a way to avoid going into the next phase of adding detail which is something that happened to me with gesture drawing because I was scared to start adding structure to my my drawings and stuff I, I spent I would say like a year doing gesture drawings when I should have actually have started pushing myself into these structure things so it's a, it's for me this is a bit like how do you know when to go how do you know when to sort of move on and I think it's just a feeling thing. That's what I'm thinking. Because I'll put in my notes. At some point you have to commit. Else you could be in the sketch phase forever. And I'll put the word fear. Again I think this is why. This is why she says about. Using separate layers to experiment. Because. Something else that I've noticed with art is. It's all. A lot of it is. Like um, emotion. Like it, a lot of it is like facing fears really so as you're drawing you've got these fears you've got the, the mind is trying to the mind is bringing all these fears forward so you've got to sort of for me at least i have to be quite i have to have like an awareness as i'm drawing to make sure i'm not doing things out of fear and then the final bit is is called expressing emotion in humans so in this one we've actually we've still got the little fruit characters but we've also got this is more like a finished illustration we've got a farmer with a big rake chasing after these one of these strawberries yeah it's quite interesting as well she's got a bunch of strawberries but only one of them is a character all the others are just normal strawberries so again, what happens is you put in your focus on this one character strawberry. 
but I like this bit as well. So in, in the article she says, it's important to avoid adding... No, she didn't. <laughs> she said, the bean sketching technique I've used in this tutorial is best suited to minimalistic chubby characters. Even that word chubby, like chubby is creating for me like a, a feeling of squidginess. So, so I, can't, I love I love the way I love the way she writes because like like the word like chubby is playful and fun. She's she's super, but it can also work with human proportions. Just integrate a more detailed shape for the head and draw the limbs bigger. And what I put in my notes was simple shapes. Everything complex comes from simple. Which I think is brilliant. So even like this advanced complicated bloke. At some point all he was was a bunch of simple little shapes. It's cool it is. But I love, I love Joanna's um, characters. They are so cool they are. I could imagine them coming to life. And I imagine they, they would be quite sort of mischievous little characters I think yeah I could imagine them being quite naughty yeah this is cool is there anything else I've put in my notes well what I've put here is overall I've put it's all about shapes and lines emotions are in everything and it all comes down to emotions that's what I'm thinking boing so little Dennis has said it's game over sunshine <laughs> he's had enough of this one but I really hope you enjoyed it Again, it's another article that I've loved. And for me, the best thing about this article, not only have we got really fun characters, and for me, this article is all about emotion. For me, the best thing I love about this article is how it's all about emotion and like the lines, every single line on that piece of paper is about emotions. So it's... I like, I like as well that she says about adding and subtracting things. So it's not just about being mindful of what lines you're putting on the paper. It's about thinking about what to take away as well. Because every single thing on that piece of paper is telling an emotion, which is brilliant. So I, I love this one. I really hope you did. And all that's left is this week's inspirational quote. <laughs> and it goes to Joanna Foster. And this week's inspirational quote is, it's important to avoid adding detail to your drawing for as long as possible. Now, this is definitely something that I struggle with because when I'm in my sketchbook, very often I want to like design these little characters and I'll notice that I'm just doing way too much detail. I'm almost like doing mini drawings in my sketchbook. So I don't know why that happens. I think what happens for me is I'm... I think what happens with me is I've I've sort of I get excited by the little sketch and I want to straight away go straight into bringing it more to life. But what I'm saying what she's saying is basically play around more. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. Just play more. So this week's inspirational quote it's important to avoid adding detail to your drawing for as long as possible. Joanna Foster.